Welcome, friends, to random number 123. I know it's been a little chaotic the last few weeks. We've had busy lives, so bear with us. For we are finally bringing the 120th episode of Roomies and Movies. I'm Ox. That's Luke over there. And we're telling you about the latest and greatest you should be checking out. Maybe some stuff that you should be avoiding. But we have a big one today because we have two episodes of Titans to catch up on, as well as His Dark Materials, Watchmen, and now The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we also watch Blind Spotting and Bad Times at El Ro- Well, I got caught up on those. Um, Luke had seen Bat- El Royale last year. Uh, and then, theatrically, we caught Charlie's Angels, Terminator Dark Fate, Ford versus Ferrari, and Dr. Sleep. And I'm guessing you got all that watched, yes? Nope. What did you not get watched? Terminator. And you said you were going to it the other day. Yeah, I went to Jojo Rabbit instead. <laughs> you son of a... Ooh. I even... You know, I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to pull some shit like that. I even like... I was like, cool, Jojo Rabbit starts... And it got done. I was like, I don't want to sit around for 20 minutes for Terminator. I really don't want to watch Terminator. And I just left. (laughs) You're messing up. It's such a great movie. And I was so excited to hear how much you enjoyed it. This is this is this year's Ghost in the Shell. I will never watch it. Son of a bitch. So how was Jojo Rabbits? Because I'm sure I'm not going to get a chance to watch that for a few months. Um. I liked it, but I don't see the point of it. Well, if that looks makes like sense. you're a Nazi, it sounds. <laughs> no, it's not. I just don't get like what the story were like. So is it is not the story that uh, Taiki Taiko Wakiki or whatever his damn name is uh, is basically Hitler, right? Yeah, I mean he plays Hitler, and it's about this young ten year old boy like in Nazi Germany and you know he's like and you know it's explained that like he doesn't like believe he there's no belief behind him but he wants to be part of a group so he's latched on to like Nazism and wants to be a part of the Reich and so let me to- let me just get this straight out of the other uh Hitler World War II movies that we've seen this this year uh from the best and worst list uh, mostly from the Jews' perspective, uh, now we're seeing it from the German side, and you're like, yeah, I'm on board with this? No. One, it's a really funny movie. <laughs> but two, it's all about... Uh, so, like, he's, you know, like, rah-rah Nazism, and then he finds out his mom's hiding a young Jewish girl in the wall. And it's about him coming to terms and learning that, you know, she's not a monster and that he's wrong and growing up. So it it feels it, so it sounds like the plot is kind of reminiscent of Schindler's List. Ah, where it kind of grows a conscious. <laughs> it's just about showing that like he just doesn't get it. Yeah. Uh, it but like it's I don't know it's weird it I don't get like for all the talk about how like it's an anti hate satire but it's just like. Is it? I don't know. It kind of makes just the Nazis are all out to be doofuses and evil and they all get their comeuppance in the end and it's about learning to respect the people around you, even if they're different. But I don't know. It's uh, the kid's really good. 
Um, and uh, the Jewish girls played by uh, God. What was that movie we watched? Ben Foster in the Woods. <laughs> oh, uh, into the or into the. Uh... Oh God damn it! Whatever. It's his daughter. She plays the main girl. Okay. Nice. So like she's good and like Tyke is funny as like Hitler, but like I just I don't know. See when it, everything I've seen about it, 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 it kind of re- makes me think that it's like kind of this uh, very tongue in cheek like Kung Fury type of thing. Is that right? Just no, because Kung Fury Fury is trash. So. Oh, I forgot. You're an idiot, and you hate some good stuff. It's not true at all. <laughs> So, was there anything else that you caught before, besides uh, everything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, I watched uh, uh, End of the Fucking World. Oh, this season two? I was wondering yeah. if you were going to burn through it or just catch a couple episodes here and there. So, mm, was it... it's, it's eight episodes. So, like, I just had it playing on the tablet while I was grinding in Final Fantasy. So, <laughs> did you like it? Yeah, but it's one of those things that, like, <laughs> Man, you have got to fucking pick a side at some point. You know, the whole fucking playing half court the whole time is really grinded by gears. But when you make those shots, they're that much more impressive. <laughs> All right, so tell me about it into the fucking world. Um, I think it dilutes the ending of the first season by doing more. Like it should have okay. ended where it did, but. I still really enjoy these characters, so I don't mind spending another four hours with them. Okay. Uh, I know you. It, I know you really enjoyed the first season, and I was kind of not about it. Yeah, that's because you're wrong. That first season's <laughs> great. This season's just like it's okay. okay. Um, they kind of do a like uh, a role reversal, like uh, that. Uh, like after everything that's happened to them both, like she's far more detached and emotionless and he's like, can't control all the shit that's happening to him. Ah, I gotcha. Hmm. That sounds interesting. Um, I still probably won't watch it because I just don't give a damn. And plus we have too, way too much else to watch. So maybe mm, at some point, there's just that, whatever. <laughs> You're the one who's like, I didn't watch this and this and this. Listen, if it makes you feel better, I did catch last Christmas. Ooh, why? Um, bad decision making. Actually, I was I was going to catch Midway, but I was like, I had to wait like an extra half hour, and I was like, fuck it, I'll see last Christmas. And is hmm. was all I have to ask, and like this will be the bearing of whether I ever watch this shitty movie because I know it's bad. Um, were all the internet people right in that it is a play on the George Michael song that he gave her his heart last Christmas? <sighs> So I didn't see any of that because if it had I had I I would never have seen this movie and yes it is <laughs> that is exactly what it is. So he's a ghost. Yep, but he's uh, like he. I don't know. He like a lot of there's inconsistencies and shit. Like he rides a bike everywhere, um, which doesn't make sense because like there he's able to knock into things and whatever and like his character really doesn't have I don't know the story's alright I guess if you're looking for a Christmas 
Christmassy time story, it's fine. I okay. mean, it's I have two I have two additional questions. Okay. One, do the ghost and Daenerys Targaryen fuck? And two, do they do a fight club reveal where it shows that she's alone the whole time at the end? No, she really presses him to get into bed with her and like he lays her down in her bed in his apartment that's been vacant for a year when you finally realize it and then just falls asleep next to the bed. Mm. And then yes, they do the the fight club. (laughs) (laughs) They show her doing all this stuff alone by herself. It's it's something for sure. Uh, But uh, surprisingly, Amelia Clark has a great singing voice, and I was like, mm, "That's all right." Um, <laughs> I don't know; it, it, was, <laughs> it was something else. Uh, I saw it, and like there were three old ladies that saw it too, and like the movie got o- over, it, and like two of them were like, "Well, that was <sighs> we could have been drinking and done anything else other than this." And the other one was like, "I knew it. I called it. That heart thing was it." And I was like, I don't even, I don't need, no, I don't understand why it needed a twist. Like, it's ridiculous. But, yeah. Yeah. I wasted All I know was like, uh, what, I think it was when I was watching Doctor Sleep, there was a big trailer for it. And it's just like, (laughs) hey, go see our new movie. It's playing in this theater right now. You can go see it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm pretty sure that was for uh, Charlie's Angels. Because I was I'm gonna, sure I, it somewhere. I was gonna text you and be like, "Oh, we could totally see Last Christmas," <laughs> but I would not do that to you because, woof. Listen, normally I would watch everything. You know me, but mm-hmm. like, it seems like they've just there's just an avalanche of shit being released all at once at the end of the year. Um, it kind of happened last year. Like, there was a, a brief moment, like, between August and, like, the start of November, where, like, they were just dumping crap. And, like, I caught a couple of them, but, man, I really wish I would have avoided this one for sure. Yeah, but, it's just, like, man, like, one, it doesn't help that, like, I was laid up for a fucking week and a half. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just, like, I just don't have time to go see everything right now. I can barely catch the shit I want to see. Like, yeah, I, I mean, even I was, in, I was in position to catch an extra movie or whatever this weekend with you and, like, look, pulled up the list for the theater and it's, like, oh, shit, there's, like, ten movies that I kind of want to see and, like, not really a good hour that I can catch them. Like, Parasite, JoJo, I think Mother Brooklyn, Good Liar. And, like, there's a... a decent amount of good movies out right now and it's like well fuck and since you saw Charlie's Angels I was like well I suppose I have to catch that because it's nowhere near me yeah Charlie's Angels I made you go see it son of a bitch we'll get to it for sure um, but yeah uh, I'm I'm glad that I think we have quality movies to the end of the year now so I'm not sure about that <laughs> I feel like we can find some worthwhile stuff in there, and I'm sure we're going to be tested for sure. Um, so, uh, other than that, any news they want to talk about or anything like that? Mm-mm. Good deal. Let's jump into it and how much I hate Titans again. What, you don't like our little sabbatical to the prison? It's like, I, I don't know who they're writing for. 
<laughs> because it it's... really doesn't make any sense. Like, watching him back-to-back like this works so much better than one at a week because had I only saw the prison one and had to wait a week, I would have been fucking furious. Because what the fuck is that? It's a really bad convoluted origin story for Nightwing. Like when it's just like, that bird of the night will come save us. I'm like, really? That's the best we got here? I was, I just hope the writers were like just laid it out. And like there's that, that 20 second silence where like they just have their hands in the air. They're like, we're the geniuses. And like the execs were like, fuck it, run with it. I'm sure you'll fix. I'm sure you'll sort it out and make it a little bit better. Nope, we're just straight killing people at this point. Fuck. Oh yeah. And now there's like a a, a Gremlins two esque gargoyle <laughs> flying around eating people. Oh, did it? Um, it didn't it disintegrate once it reached its time. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. It's definitely. I reached a point where it was just like we're we're. I, I, it feels like one of those things where they had eight episodes worth of story, but eight, 13 mm-hmm. episodes to fill. Yeah. It's just like we keep we keep dodging away from, like, this This whole season should have been Deathstroke and building towards that. Like if you, and we just keep you moving could away. Take this season and tighten it down to eight episodes, I think it'd be so great. But you have five other episodes of filler bullshit. <laughs> I love it that fake Bruce in his head was pointing out, hey, do you think Jericho's still alive in his dad's body? I think you missed it. And he fucking goes back to it three or four times because he still can't comprehend that that's what happened. I was like, okay, we got it. We got it. Thanks for Luke to pointing it out the week prior because I definitely wouldn't have noticed Batman saying, hey, hey, look over here. Look over here again. Hey. Just keep looking. And then, I don't know where Gotham City is located, but I imagine it's in the Chicago, Illinois area. So, why the fuck did he get everybody to go to Nevada, or the four chicks, I suppose, to Nevada? I also don't understand how he did that. To just be like, "Mm, well, maybe you guys work better as a team. All right, peace out. I'm Batman, and I drove halfway across the country for the fuck of it. Also, Whatever. I didn't contact I... Jason because he's a lost cause, I suppose. Even though he's in Gotham, fuck him. God damn! When Rose called Deathstroke, I was like, I fucking knew it, and it still doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, I think like back in like episode two, you asked me what was going on with her, and I mean, yes. The story always was that she was a mole for Deathstroke, and then she, you know, the story has always been that she turned and against her dad to go with the Titans. But, but that's another far more interesting plot point that they didn't explore this season. Yeah. Like, even if they had revealed that she was working with him in Episode Four, that would give you tension of like there's this insider within it. And I hate the whole fuck it. The Superman and Gar or Superboy and Gar bullshit now, like, yeah. fucking what the hell is anything? Yeah, I mean, like we're doing brain surgery on Beast Boy so that he'll eat Raven or something. Like, I don't get what's happening. I I just 
I'm so intrigued by Crypto and Superboy, and like they let him out off the chain for five seconds. And like, up, oh, we got your friend though. You you definitely don't want to kill us all, and we definitely caught your dog with a kryptonite net. <laughs> I hate this. Shit. I see. I want to like it. I I there are really great points along the way, but there's a lot of shit to filter through too. Yeah, again, it's just it needs to be tightened up. And what's like, great to... is we have two episodes left. And so next episode, I'm sure we're just going to deal with getting the team together and we're going to fight Deathstroke. And like the last shot is going to be right before <laughs> Nightwing kills him or finds out Jericho's still in his body, whatever. And then like we'll have the resolution of it into the last episode and then they'll set up the third season, whatever. Because lo and yeah. behold, it's been renewed for another season. <laughs> hey, it has. They got to fucking figure out the writing for sure. Where, coming from the first season to this season, at least it's somewhat tighter. Uh, and there's some good ideas arcing. But like, man, I really hope this show really succeeds in season three. Uh, because I'm sure at that point it'll be on HBO Max. Um, but goddamn, what, what a slog through. Yeah, they weren't great. <laughs> Which sucks, cause like, like you said, there's been some really high good episodes this season. Like, I still love that Jericho flashback episode and mm-hmm. the first couple episodes, or not the first, but like episode like two and three. Really good stuff. And then it's just kind of farting all over the place and doing horse shit. Yeah, I do love that a lot of the characters are consistent. Like, there's not yeah. like the situations don't behoove them, but like the characters are consistent. Like, I literally love when Bruce is like gets them all together, and then they're sitting. The TV comes on. It's like Detective Dick Grayson's in jail, and Donna and Don are just like he fucking did that himself. Let's yeah. get the fuck yeah. out of here. Who cares? they they do smart things it's just like their story's just really weak and i hope that shit changes Mm -hmm. but uh we're missing hank uh i don't think anybody cares about jason and rose uh gar's getting brain surgery uh oh i guess they're going to save gar at some point and i think Superboy's asleep again I was so excited because I saw the title was like E-L blank O. And I was like, oh shit, are we getting fucking Superman to join the show? Like, that's what I'm going... It's just Elko. It's whatever. It doesn't even fucking (laughs) make a point. I was like, you son of a bitch in app. You tease me like this. So apparently Bruce just knows everything and he just doesn't give a fuck, but it's whatever. So, uh, what? Yeah, that sounds like Bruce. I think it it works so much better if you could just burn through the episodes. Because I think giving a chance to ruminate on it a little like we get to, like, just like, (sighs) they could have done this better. They could have done that a little bit better. That whole prison shit sucked. Uh... (laughs) And then let's break him out. Oh, wait. He escaped some fucking how. 
<sighs> yeah, it's, it's whatever. whatever. So, uh, from there, uh, let's talk his dark materials. And are you enjoying these two episodes? Uh, hey, man, this isn't going to be no fucking wishy-washy half-court. No, this show sucks. It sucks so bad. Hmm. I'm trying to find a counterpoint, but I really can't think of any. And I was thinking about this a lot <laughs> today because I'm like, I really fucking enjoyed the Golden Compass movie for how lackluster it was. But we got in there and we fucking started fucking around. And this is just feels like it's dragging its feet through all this exposition that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, guess what, HBO? Your show has a problem when you're two hours in and I haven't seen a goddamn talking polar bear yet. Yeah. Fuck, goddamn it. All I want is to get to that fucking polar bear and let's have some polar bear fights and let's get out of this season. <laughs> no, but I think the main thing is, like, it's it's been two episodes now of just expository world building that is boring and doesn't frankly yeah. make any sense. Like, it just seems like they're speaking another language and none of it mm-hmm. is clicking. And, I don't know. There's some weird stuff happening, and I feel like later episodes are going to work better once they get past all this bullshit. But, like, it's it's just jer- jerking my brain around to have these great, talented actors and shit. And, like, even... Uh, small Wolverine's doing a great job. It's just like, it's just so boring, and they just don't have anything to work with right now. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I I don't know. It's just it is not working for me at all, and I literally don't know if I want to keep watching. Uh, but yeah, you do because I'm gonna make you. Uh, because I really, I really want to give this a sh- a chance, especially considering it's already got the second season nod. But I don't know, man. I I really don't know. I I came into this thinking maybe you'd be hyped about it, and I could put my worries aside. But I'm on the same side you are, and I really, really don't think it's working at this point. And it sucks because like. I guess this was probably going to be their next Game of Thrones big thing, but not if you can't get into it. <laughs> no. No, I mean, this isn't even full HBO. This is a co-production with BBC. Oh, okay. It's not going to be anything huge. Okay. So. But, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's nothing right now. So, Yeah, it's a whole lot of just blah. It's a lot of me being bored for a fucking hour. And like it is. the boredom is so real because like I, I rewound a couple times because like I just, I just found myself losing fucking attention and like the whole time when she climbed through the fucking vents, I was like, where, when the fuck did we get to this? And like had to rewind like five minutes to see him climb through the fucking vents bullshit. I was like, what the fuck's happening? Like I was, <laughs> like I was watching uh, episode two, and I was just like, "No, nah, I'm good for the night." And like I shut it off, and I came back like five days later to finish it. I was like, "Cool, there's only like 15 minutes left," and that 15 minutes felt like forever. I was like, "How is this still fucking going? Also, what is apparently happening?" Apparently, you can murder people by just killing their demon pets. 
Well, their demon is part of their soul outside their body. Well, yeah, I get that. But why wouldn't it, if you were going to be a soul, be a sweet leopard that never fucking shows up? God damn it. That monkey is something else. But when he crushes the butterfly and kills her, I was like, well, that's some cold hearted shit that really was a wasted opportunity. <sighs> yeah, it's just like. Like I would watch. I don't know. I would, I would watch those two episodes, those two terrible episodes of Titans, before rewatching these two episodes of Dark Materials. If that says anything. <sighs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so jumping from there to what's really great right now with the Watchmen and Son of a Bitch, if you didn't call it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, occasionally I get my storytelling shit right. I know what's happening. Like, man, I don't even know where to go with this discussion because every bit of it is so Yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, like, had it even just been one of these episodes, I don't know where I would have started. But now I'm just kind of like, it's a big jumble from two <laughs> weeks worth of shit that, like, a lot happens, even though it doesn't quite... I kinda, so yeah, jumping in the Watchmen, I believe the third episode, or was it the fourth episode? Fourth. Because last night's was fifth, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the fourth one starts out with uh, Knight's, Sister Knight going to the, whatever, the representation place? And, like, finding out her family tree. Well, I mean, that's what happens. That's not where it starts. Remember, we get that opening with Lady True. Oh, yeah. What a bomb-ass opening. Fuck, that's no good. I'm so excited to see what the hell that was. Did they show it off? No, it just showed that... uh, But what I love about that scene is it's this... uh, it's again an inverse of the Superman mythos, right? Mm-hmm. This this uh, wife and husband farmers who can't have a child and something falls from the sky in their yard, except they pulled it away. See, I didn't even catch all that. And now it's so much clearer and it's so badass. <laughs> God damn it. And like, I keep forgetting that this is part of the DC universe. Like, it's forever, it's just been like, its own little world. But the fact well, that listen. they're really dragging it into the DC universe. Mm, let's just Watchmen's its own thing. Like Yeah, yeah. Those fucking <sighs> Jeff Johns is doing with fucking Doomsday Clock and all this horse shit. No. There's there's the comic book, which is its own thing. And now there's the show, which is a sequel to the comic. And there should be never the Twain shall meet. Like <laughs> fuck all this Warshack hanging out with Batman bullshit. Um, but yeah, you get that. Um, you set up the whole character of Lady True in like one dope ass opening. Um, and you know, like it's definitely you get this feel of is she the heir apparent to Vite in the story? Is she this ultra rich person with these machinations behind the scene, or is that the story inverting itself again against your own expectations? So you don't know what to imagine. Yeah, I can't stress how much that I was very much wrong. 
and like how fucking in love I am with this show. Like everything's firing so well and like it's making all this connective tissue mean something like I don't think there's been anything in this show that hasn't mattered. Like even when the fucking vehicle was lifted out of the air, we get to see how, how and why essentially that was done in these two episodes and slammed in front of it, bringing these other two characters together. Like son of a bitch. <laughs> the, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, God damn it. If you're not watching it, fucking get on it because you're going to miss an out for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, like, it did the one thing that the movie wouldn't even do. And it fucking, it dropped a squid on New York, son. Dude, I was like, there's no way we're going to, oh, there it is. That's the one. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. Like, I thought them showing the little squids, like, that was going to be it. Nope, we fucking get it. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm so, yep. like, ridiculously in love with the writing and putting all this together. And, like, the performances are outstanding. Oh, across the board. It's all done so fucking well. Like, it's also es- good. Like- especially episode five, like, when you uh, get to see, you, you follow around Looking Glass and, like, how he got to start why he does the things he does and how he's been lied to essentially this whole time. And he's kind of the Rorschach of this, this timeline and like, fuck (laughs) all that shit is so heavy for all of it. Yeah. And it's such a great portrayal of like PTSD. Cause like so much of the shows that and movies that do it, it's always, you know, waking up in the night screaming and flop sweats and not being able to deal. And this is literally just showing how you live with it for so long. It just, you put these buffers in place that become a routine and that's how you survive. And you get that throughout this with him where, you know, like his security system to be checked once every six months and he's checked it 500 times already. And mm-hmm. fucking, and, and at the end, even though he knows, you know, he's, he's seen the truth, right? He knows that it wasn't real. It was fake. It was a, a hoax, and he still can't move past it. He has to pull it out of the trash. He can't let go of that button yet. Yeah, it's fucking wild, man. Oh, this show's so damn good. I it's really, good. it's. I'm I'm excited to see the next one because I mean we get Vite essentially sending an SOS, and I believe he is on Mars. Uh, I don't think they necessarily showed it, but I mean I. It, I saw conflicting reports. Uh, I thought he was on the moon of Mars, but I okay. guess he's on the moon of Jupiter, oh. I guess, is what somebody said. Right on. I mean, I oh. figured he was on a moon, and that would make sense if they were, like, if they were on Earth's moon, because we could send transport up to get him. But, uh, man, we get yanked back. And, like, <laughs> the the when he shows off the new people, to the room where he just murdered clones. It was a rough night. <laughs> it was, what I didn't even get until um, episode four, like, that's, like, I mean, I don't know if it was just, like, me not paying attention or what, but, like, that each one of those 
Vite interludes in each episode was a year apart. Oh, you're kidding me. Remember, it's always that anniversary and they're building a cake. It's the first year and I then just, at this episode, he said I he's just, been there four years. I just thought he was eating cake every day. <laughs> <laughs> but so like you see that of like, you know, when he first got there, it was all like he's hanging out. He's riding his horse. It's great. He's going to write a play. And then the second one, he's building the play. And by the third episode, that's when he's like launching bodies out of catapults and shit. You know, like he's slowly like Damn nice. I have to get out of here. And it's, yeah, it's a four year progression of time. See, what's, all what's great about this writing is like it, it lends itself so well to re- rewatchability because, like, I know we're talking about all this stuff. And I'm pretty sure after that last episode, I'm going to go back and rewatch the entire thing straight through. Yeah, it's, it's just so fucking tough. good. And so, like, everything's so tight on it. So, yeah. I mean, like, there's so much, like, I still think. So good, it's so good. I mean, I don't know what's going on at all yet, but I'm just <laughs> it all. Um, I'm looking forward to next next episode because we're just gonna get a trip of memories, literally trip down memory lane. <laughs> yep, and uh, let let's see if I can keep the ball rolling here. Uh, my prediction is that her grandfather is actually Hooded Justice. Ooh. Uh, that'd be mm. interesting. It just—I've been thinking about it since that first opening in the first episode, where him as, as a little kid, he's watching that Bass Reeves and the costume that he's wearing in that looks just like Hooded Justice. Son of a bitch! See, and like all this little thing that's like, oh yeah, I did catch that, but I didn't put it together till right now. Like. It's going to make the second watch through so much better. And just because like all these little notes along the way, God damn, I'm excited for sure. Yeah. It's great. Everyone should watch it. If you're oh, not, yes. you're dumb. Hell Even yeah. Alan Moore should be watching it. Man. <laughs> uh, did you see his uh, rehashed uh, rant from a few years ago? No, but it's probably like all of Alan Moore's rants of how people are awful, everything sucks, and I know magic. Oh, yeah, that's essentially it. (laughs) But yeah, I I think they're doing a great service to the source material and paying terrific homage to it, for sure. Um, Yeah. So check it out. I also love the, uh, in episode five, just because, you know, we just recently watched it. Where Spielberg didn't make Schindler's List in this world, he made a movie about the squid attack and used the little red girl in that. I was, that's such a part that I honed in on. I was like, imagine the things that maybe we wouldn't have caught if we hadn't done that list. Like, there's little just notes like that sprinkled along the way. That's really great. So, yeah, check that shit out. Uh, and now let's dive into Mandalorian. Uh, how did you like it? It's really good. Okay. Okay. I don't... It. I will agree. It is very good. I don't know if I'm such a Star Wars fan anymore. You're wrong. I'm so into Star Wars right now. Like, I don't know what happened, but, like, Star Wars is just, like, my jam at the moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I mean, like, at no point in my life was I ever, like, I want to see a show about the Boa Fett people 
in a baby Yoda where it's lone wolf and cub. But guess what? <laughs> I want it and I got it and it's great. It is pretty fucking great. Um, essentially, uh, we get bounty hunter just taking on all these bounties, whatever. Um, yeah, but can we talk about the best thing well ever? You can. This shit is just like thirty minutes long. Like Disney Plus, <laughs> don't give a fuck. That's the that's the part that I still can't wrap my mind around. Is because everyone has been so in enamored with this series for this last week and I was just waiting to watch it and waiting to watch it. I was like, man, I've got to set two hours aside for two episodes now. And every, nobody at all mentioned how, the runtime half hour a piece. And it's like how you jam so much into that half hour is ridiculous. Yeah. Like considering what we've done in two episodes and it's been, I think the first episode was 38 and the second was 32. Like Hmm. barely like an episode of Game of Thrones and they've told so much, you know. It's so crazy. Um, I believe it's weekly. I think there's nine episodes. Uh, That I don't know. I do know it is weekly. Um, I think it's nine. Yeah. Because I think uh, the, the guy who did the first episode did two. The guy who did the second episode did two. Taika did one. Bryce Dallas Howard did one. So that's at least seven episodes that I know of. Yeah. But damn, the show rocks for sure. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it kind it, of takes the characters we're familiar with and like swaps them, like does the complete opposite. And like, I guess that's where my mind's kind of getting lost in translation. Because I'm just expecting both Fett to be this super badass bounty hunter that doesn't take no shit from no one. And like he's he's climbing up a fucking Jawa sand crawler, just tossing him out the fucking side because they're trying to shock his ass. And he just wants his parts back for his ship that they scrapped off. Like Yeah. I don't know. It's got it's just got this feel (laughs) of like the stuff that I really like in Star Wars, I like the weird creatures and the the fucking like slimy aesthetic of like it. I love the idea of like, hey, everyone remember that can- cantina scene and how weird and like dirty everything seemed? Let's make a whole show around that and like this weird underbelly of the Star Wars mythos. Um, plus, goddamn, any show that's going to be like, Let's cast Werner Herzog as the bad guy. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, I was uh, really surprised then how bold they, uh, how bold of a decision they made to not give Nick Nolte any uh, makeup or prosthetic work. But you know, like so much of the show is <laughs> counterintuitive to what you would think. Like, yeah, you know, like the idea that literally we'll probably never see this guy's face. You know, his helmet's never going to come off and it's so sparse and it's dialogue. And I don't know. It's just really interesting. It's, it's the stuff I like about star Wars writ large. It's so cool too. Like it, it, like Boba Fett was always this very withdrawn and very quiet figure, but like we're hearing him talk all the time. And like, he well, kind of I mean, doesn't this have isn't... shit figured out. And like, well, 
that's let's be honest this isn't boba fett it's just a mandalorian but and like it but like taking those expectations and like yeah. you know he like just doesn't know what he's doing except he, the stuff he does know he knows really well <laughs> it, it's just one of those things that like Boba Fett is a trash character. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. just someone who looked cool. And, like, all of a sudden, now it's just like, how do we backfill that and actually make an interesting character around this idea of just a cool-looking aesthetic? Like, when he when he accepted death and was just, like, taking that charging rhino-looking thing, I was like, fuck such a cool moment and then he fucking realizes this little baby Yoda-esque thing is holding it above ground he just stabs it in the fucking neck he's like I did that I mean you can't take credit for it because you're passed out but I totally did this yeah you dumb baby (laughs) Uh, but like he's sweet too and like he's rocking it and like seeing him wake up and like Man, I'm so looking forward to the next few episodes for sure. Yeah, no, it's just it's just not what I expected it to be, and that's yeah, never a yeah, bad yeah. thing, you know. It's just, oh, man, I I'm on board, and I think it's just I'm in this this weird space where like I didn't trust Watchmen, and then it turned out to be really great, and I know this is gonna turn out to be really great, but I'm just like. No, I can't be happy yet. <laughs> I'm uh, not so allowed to like episodes, Star Wars. In a couple episodes, I'll be like, "Fuck yeah, bring on Star Wars nine, and let's see Dark Ray." So, yeah, but yeah, it's really fucking great. So, fucking get Disney Plus. It's a week service. I mean, maybe wait till January and then binge the whole thing. But yeah, just uh, wait. You're gonna have to avoid spoilers like a motherfucker. Yeah, just wait. To- There's a Baby Yoda. <laughs> That's the spoiler. <laughs> Yeah. Other than that, pretty much everything you've seen in the Star Wars is here. Yeah. Um, just good shit. So, and half hour episode, like for real, it's so good for only being an hour's worth of television. They packed so much good Star Warsness into it. So, although like I was oh, kind yeah. of amazed, like when I like that first episode was getting over, I was like fucking thirty eight minutes, and I was like, I looked around, and I was like. They spent fifteen million dollars on those thirty minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> worth it. Totally fucking worth it. Um. So jumping from there, uh, let's talk about these random ones that I didn't catch. Uh, starting with El Royale. Sure. That's uh, did a, you? That's a movie I saw a year ago and might remember something about. <laughs> so I'll give you a quick recap. Uh, essentially, these people meet up at this hotel on the California-Nevada border. They all have their own little stories, and it's kind of tied together like we're walking through a scene, and then we bring in all these characters and show what why they're there and what they're doing, and then how they get caught up in the tension of the movie, so to speak. Um, and fuck if I didn't love this movie. Yeah, sounds about right. I liked it. <laughs> uh, uh, I love the storytelling aspect of it where like you move three feet ahead in the story and then we go back and show why they, why that person in front of you is there and what just happened five minutes ago from a different angle and a different point of view. Um, fucking John Hamm. Like, 
figured he was going to be the figurehead for this movie and was like, he's dead in a half hour. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I remember enjoying it. Um, I didn't have time to rewatch it, but uh, it obviously didn't leave a huge mark on me because I'm struggling to remember stuff. Um, I remember Hemsworth is really charismatic when he shows up at the end. Um, Dude, it was like the complete moment from... Um... The fucking eight Quentin Tarantino winter movie, whatever. Hateful Eight, um, when fucking Jim Tatum showed up. I was like, it was almost time for him to show up, and I was like, was it fucking Hellsworth? And then he's just walking in the rain towards the fucking. I was like, oh shit, let's go, let's go with all of this. Um, um but I remember the, it, there was a bank robbery, uh, yeah. buried money. That's why Jeff the Bridges was there. there. Yep. And then I remember, um, oh fuck, I can't remember her name. Cynthia something, the the black female actress lead. Like I remember, she's really good in that movie, and like her and phenomenal, especially like just after watching uh, Dolomite a few weeks ago, and like this very lovely singer, um, like just fucking rapping, rapping off. Uh, acapella songs like nothing um just a great voice and like just killed her role and like she didn't she is the most innocent person there and like just wants to escape the situation and just keeps getting dragged back into it like literally almost every time dragged back into the situation and so good (laughs) well i'm glad you enjoyed uh, it i I, you know, tried to get you to watch it a year ago, so. I wanted to, but it was only in theaters for, like, a week, and I fucking just could not get to it. Yeah, it's because nobody went to see that movie. It was in and out. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Um, So, jumping from there to Blind Spotting. Did you enjoy that? (laughs) I'm back in the middle of the court. (laughs) Um... I figured this was going to be one you were really going to enjoy, and uh, we'd have a really good proper discussion for it. Because it feels like it's very it's very politically charged and something that you would just sink your teeth into. Yes. Uh, so what I remember from the trailer is like it very much focused on the the shooting he witnesses. So when you get in this movie and realize he's a like the last three days of probation and he's doing everything he can to make sure he walks that straight line. And like, I felt like that shooting was going to be the very, like very front and center, but like, he's just living his life and just trying to deal with everything that happens. And you see everything that put him in the position he's in and like this toxic friendship that he has um, and kind of straightens that out to a point where they're cool with each other, but they also no- see each other's vantages points at that point. Um, yeah, I think um, I think what my main problem with the film was that it was just kind of all over the places in terms of what it was trying to hit. Um, you know, it deals with the shooting and uh race relations and race appropriation and 
cultural identity and uh, gentrification of your neighborhood. And I was just like, we're just kind of going all over the place. We're not really biting into any of these one main things. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, for me, it, it felt like it, it wrapped it all up really nicely because it, it it became about their friendship being in turmoil because of these these choices that were made previously and him obviously getting caught um and i don't know um but yeah i mean like but i like i like the sentiment of uh you know when his ex is like you know what if you know the cops had pulled up while you were still beating this guy they're like you know you would have been shot but miles you know he's white nobody would anything to miles and then you see him in that same situation where miles is popping off with the gun and you know like he's the only black person in this vicinity almost and you know like what does that mean to him you know like no one would care about him but look at me and i think by the end of the film he's realized that miles is this toxic weight around his neck but then they're just all kind of cool at the end still like "Ah, i'm still not gonna give up on you bud it's like no you need to like I felt they were building towards that all, you know, of like, this is the problem. And, you know, it may not, it's, it, if you compare it, you know, analogy wise to like when they keep talking about, you know, him drinking the green tea isn't just fixing his body. It's just, that's one part of it. There's all these things you need to do that, yeah, yeah. you know, get rid of miles wouldn't fix him, but like, it's a thing you need to do. But mm-hmm. in the end, they're just laughing and going on to the next job. But I mean, that's, I guess that's a, a guy friendship for the most part. Like, yeah, we fuck up and we, we might cross the line way too far, but why, as a guy, we're able to just brush it off and worry about it later down the road. And I, I guess that's what he's doing. But like, at the same point, he hasn't been able to leave that county for a year that he doesn't know anything else at this point but man if they announced the blind spotting too where he just got the fuck away and lived another year somewhere else I'd totally be down to watch that yeah I mean like you know I both the actors are phenomenal and it's a really grounded script it has that feeling of lived inness you know and like they wrote it together oh, so nice. obviously they wrote to their own strengths um but uh what and maybe i'm just being like pedantic here but like i could not stand that the film ended with like that like beat poetry rat thing at the cop like it was just <laughs> cringy to me you know i came around to it i was probably in the same boat and i just didn't really care about it but also like thinking back on the movie like they were both doing that the entire way through that like of course that was the note to leave on for sure but yeah i mean they planted that seed and then you know like when he's hustling and sells that (laughs) boat and he's like i have no fucking idea what he said but, you know, you got to make it sound pretty. That's how they yeah, listen. Yeah. Like, I get what they laying the seeds to it. But, I mean, if I was that guy, I'd be like, 
yo, some movers just moved into my house and held a gun in my head and rapped at me. Um, like, we need to arrest them right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, would you uh, recommend it to other people, though? Mm, this is not a movie for, like, most people. That's so fair. a blanket recommendation, no. Like, if I know your preferences, okay. yeah. Right on. Yeah, I guess that would be a more way of, of way... I guess I really have been kind of uh, scattershotting it at people because I really just enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, like, for the most part, like, if people don't want to deal with a lot of real things, it's not a movie mm-hmm. for them, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think it... I think touching on the points that it does and, like, moving along kind of opens those points in your mind to think about a little bit more um i really wanted to watch it again before we watched it so it was fresh in my mind because i watched it last week and it's a little dull but just the things i'm remembering like man this movie's really really good and i'm i'm sure if i would have seen it last year it definitely would have been on the top 10 for me so maybe you should watch more movies i'm trying i'm really fucking trying so uh, jumping from there, uh, since you didn't watch the great Terminator Dark Fate, and it's just destined to not be watched by you, that's really great. Fuck you. Um, let's talk about Charlie. Yeah, you Angels. said that last week. Yeah, that's a movie. How great was that? You sound very upset. I'm listen. I'm not completely upset, but I do feel like I was swindled by you. <laughs> How? I didn't swindle you. I couldn't not see it if you saw it. Because what if it turned out to be I, really great? And you just didn't want to... I definitely... You you were the one who's like, here's the list. Did I miss anything? And I was like, Charlie's Angels. And you're like, ha ha ha, funny. And then I was like, I watched Charlie's Angels. And you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> see, I can't let you think by your own. What if it was really good? And then you come tell me that. And then it's out of theater. So it's a fucking El Royale situation all over again. Oh, it's gonna be because that movie only made like eight million dollars this weekend. Uh, so did you dislike it? <laughs> I really like Kristen Stewart. That movie's really clunky. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Is it's kind of is this? It needs Titan Banks's. There's first no time fucking directing. No, she directed one of the Pitch Perfect sequels. Um, but, like, it definitely felt like she was like, I'm going to make an action movie, but didn't quite know how to make an action movie. Because, like, it, it feels like it, it skews more to the action than it does the comedy. Yeah. Yet, both kind of fall flat. Mm-hmm. Um and it needs Titan so oh, much. Yeah. Like this movie does not need to be two hours long. It's, <laughs> it's, it's ninety minutes. That's what this movie. Listen, needed. when I was paying for my ticket, and it says you're getting out of this theater in two hours and twenty minutes, I was like, God, are you kidding me? <sighs> Son of a bitch. But yeah, um, like it does. It tries being really clever, and it's like it. <laughs> everything is foreshadowed so terribly it's like especially when like 
they try and do like the double turn yeah. where it's just like, oh, maybe Elizabeth Banks was the traitor. And you're like, no, it's obviously Patrick Stewart. Like, it was where we're going, movie. Just fucking get me there. Just get me to that point. Uh, yeah. Um, there was some again, good action, but like, you get the great kind of fight in the coffee shop area. And then they mm-hmm. get the car chase that's just really awfully de- like this dude's a fucking armored jeep with a fucking gatling gun that can't shoot through an Audi. Are you kidding me? It was a special. It was Audi. definitely not. It had shattered it, that back window after thirty seven hundred bullets. Yeah, it takes that many to weaken <laughs> it. Um, but like. It's one of those things where, like, if this movie was what it is, I would totally skip it and there's no need to see it. But if they did a sequel with what they worked on and built from this one, I would totally watch it. It's yeah. just like it's like a, a, a hard r- first draft is what it yeah, feels yeah. like. Because, um, like, now that, you know, like, they're a team and it's the three of them and they work through this. And like, I would watch that movie. Cause like, I think all of them are really good, honestly. Yeah, you know, they it's, have great uh, chemistry. it's just, we kind of got sidetracked by trying to care for the characters. We shouldn't have been. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, I, I don't know. It feels, I, I, it feels like an average Charlie's angels movie, which doesn't compliment it. Well, <laughs> No, uh, you want to know what my favorite thing was? I, you know, like gender and sexual identity and all that thing is completely fluid. So I don't want to make assumptions, Mm -hmm. but there was these two women in the row in front of me. Uh Um, I would assume lesbians or bisexual, but I don't want to assume who lost their goddamn minds every time Kristen Stewart did anything. <laughs> like when she first shows up in like in that wig in that first opening sequence, they were fucking whistling and catcalling and like when she was in the gym and like her ass is kind of hanging out in that one shot, one of them like stood up and started like clapping. <laughs> <laughs> These people are really into it. See, it's really it's hard for me to say anything bad because like the actresses did a great job but so you have this mindset I've had for Kristen Stewart the last decade where she's just been a one note character and then I watched Personal Shopper and she did a phenomenal job so I went into this like oh she's got some chops so I'm excited to see what she can do with this because the trailer made her look really great and like it just kind of falls flat because everything around them just isn't orchestrated well enough. I think it's... We get the Betty Hill fucking maze in a fucking Escher-style building that has 30 levels of stairs that everybody just walks up. It's just ridiculous. Like, I think it it fails on, like, a script and direction. Like, I think that's where the problems are. Um, Because, again... I think Kristen Stewart's great mm-hmm. in this movie. I think she's having so much fun and it shows. And I really liked uh, Princess Jasmine. She's really good in this movie too. <laughs> I couldn't fucking 
remember where I saw her. Yep, that's her. Um, but you know, like, there's weird, like, this, like, tonal disconnect at times, though. Like, when, when she kills that guy by accident, they're like, no, he's fine. And then, like, no, you fucking killed him. She killed him. I'm like, we're just murdering people in Charlie's Angels now? I, I apparently, because we're out for revenge, too. <laughs> the entire fight. And when fucking... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it is what it yeah. is. It's again, like I think if they like greenlit a sequel to this, I would be in. But like this would be the one that I never would go back yeah, to. Yeah, I think that's a great way. Like it it does a great setup for a second part that they're probably definitely not going to get for because it bombed hard. <laughs> yeah. So um, from there. Uh, how excited were you about Ford versus Ferrari? Eh. Just eh? Did, did I need to be excited? Yeah, you fucking did. <laughs> did Why? you like the movie? This feels very documentary-esque that you would enjoy. I would rather watch it like an hour-long documentary on it, I think. Than a two and a half hour dad movie, which, like, admittedly, <laughs> I'm falling into the age of like where dad movies get to me, and I kind of like choked up a couple times during this for no reason. <laughs> Listen, but, I was totally gung ho for an hour and a half movie, and you told me it was two and a half. I was like, "How the fuck is it two and a half hours?" And then I saw it, and I was like, "Well, I guess that's two and a half hours." But Jesus Christ, <sighs> yeah, like. I don't know. It's it's a story I knew. Okay. So like it wasn't like throwing me any turns, you know, in terms of like what we're doing. Um it does have this weird like I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like we're we're trying to be like, "Hey, the biggest auto manufacturer in the world is the underdog and we need to have him come up and beat those plucky fucking Italians. And you're kind of like, I get that it's about like Ken and Carol within that group, but it's still the Ford Motor Company that we're cheering for. You know, it's this weird, it's this weird, like oblique take on consumerism. That's fucking hilarious. I didn't think about that until right now. And that's, awesome <laughs> we're cheering we're the underdogs the biggest company for fucking manufacturing and i just realized like <laughs> they were just gonna give a nickel and dimes for the company oh it's so good uh, um but like i don't know like bale's really good in it um I think Damon's okay in it. I I don't quite know. I think they're both great. I don't think they play off each other well. Which is sad when, like, that's the main thrust of your film. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Um, When I saw this movie was announced and, like, saw the first 20 seconds of the trailer and they were bringing the GT story to life, I was like, I'm fucking 100% in. Because let me tell you something. The GT is my favorite fucking car, hands down. Because this is gorgeous goddamn car. Um, <laughs> and, and I didn't think about the fucking 
Ford being behind it and like the biggest manufacturer and they're just like they just have a grudge against Ferrari because they're just like you said we couldn't do something? Well, fuck it. We're Americans and we're the biggest best and we're gonna do this. And then they did it for five years. <laughs> literally what I, it's literally like Ford being like, Hey Ferrari, we wanna buy you and Ferrari's like you're fat and stupid. And then, like, what'd you say to me? <laughs> oh, Which, well, well, we are going to destroy you. We're going to prove that we're big, very fat and stupid and pig-headed. We're going to conquer the shit out of you. <sighs> you know, it's just, like, it, it's weird because, like, it doesn't feel like it's, like, counterculture against the grain enough to be, like, it's what these guys did within this dumb corporate feud <laughs> to, like, advance racing. It, but it, it's not. It's still... I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's, I don't there's, quite... There's points to be made where, like, um, this rivalry created some very advanced things for the vehicles at the time. Like, the space race did a lot for technology and whatnot. Um, so we need these clashes to advance stuff like the the whole brake assembly and everything, like front wheel hubs, all that stuff was revolutionary at the time, and they just wanted it so they could make sure that they could keep up with Ferrari and what they've been trying to excel at for twenty years at this point. I will uh, goddamn uh, murder uh, your anchor. Knock it off. <laughs> Just let us get through this. <laughs> we're so close to the finish line. Just give us a little bit more time and we're there. And uh, Anchor's like, yeah? Do you guys want to all cross the finish line at the same time? Haha, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, the story is something I've known bits and pieces about. Like, if you made it this far, you realize that Anchor has had some issues recording this issue, this episode. Uh, we did it later in the evening. Uh, by the time we hit the Ford versus Ferrari review, uh, we were able to record maybe a couple minutes at a time and then kill the audio. So uh, we're going to be picking up Doctor Sleep next week, uh, along with uh, the Hate You Give, um, mid nineties. Uh, we're also going to be watching Wounds and probably Fast Color, uh, as well as uh, I'm making sure that Luke is watching Frozen 1 and 2. Uh, I've seen Frozen before, um, so I'm excited about the second one, as well as the new Mr. Rogers movie. So come back for that next week. Um, of course, we'll be reviewing Titans, uh, the newest episodes of His Dark his dark Materials, Watchmen, and Mandalorian. So, we will catch you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and they should be regularly, weekly, once again, starting here next week. Thanks.